Live, laugh. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? This is Daniel. I'm Christian. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. We are joined by one of the most uh, underrated wrestlers on the East Coast. We are joined by none other than Cam Jackson. How are you doing tonight, Cam? What's happening? What's happening? Back in the day, I would have said welcome to CJE. That is Cameron Jackson Entertainment, your number one stop in entertainment for your worldwide wrestling fix. But we're not back in the day. We're here. So what's happening? That was such a good, like, throwback plug. (laughs) I try. It's like that thing. I wonder, like, how frequent it is with wrestlers that, like, without it, with like a drop of a dime, they could just like go back like ten or fifteen years. Like, like I wonder if Kane could do like Isaac Yankum. Like, Kane, <laughs> 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 um, I can imagine Kane doing Isaac Yankum right now. Could you imagine that? That'd be some crazy stuff, boy. Oh yeah, I love the idea of a wrestling show where everyone does their first gimmick just yeah, for one we, show. We've talked about that before, yeah. I don't know how many fans would like that. I think it would just be like popular with the boys, because like, ah, oh, we don't need fans there. We just yeah. record it, throw it on social media, yeah. they'll love it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're super excited to have you on. Um, super underrated. People talk about how great you are all the time, and yet we don't see you as much as we should. So, in my book, that means you're underrated. And um, we had the pleasure of working with you this past weekend at UPW. That was super fun. Uh, and now we're having you on the podcast. So, um, yeah, I guess I will start off with with a question. I don't know what the question is yet, so it's it's coming at you. You said nothing's off limits, so I'm just going to go into my brain cavity real quick. And I'm just going to pick something random off the shelf. Let's say you're going into Target. Okay. And you've got $20 to spend, and you want to have the best night possible. What are you walking out with? Uh, $20? Um. Oh boy. Uh, okay, when I'm walking out of Target with $20, if I'm winning it, it's going to be the best night possible. That means if it's the best night possible, I don't give a crap about anybody else. So I'm walking out with a bottle of wine for 20 bucks, my friend, and I'm going to enjoy myself. Now, my lady, you know, she's just, <laughs> if she's like, if she don't like the wine that night, hey, SOL, pal. Yeah. That's awesome. What's your, what's your go to wine? Uh, I, you, I just recently got into wine, so uh, you got to forgive me, but uh, I'm 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 a red wine person. Uh, Ooh. Right now, I've, I I'm kind of messing with the Snoop Dogg wine. Yeah, you know, yeah, Twenty One Crimes is yeah, it's pretty good. I I don't know is if as we get older as adults most people transition to wine and I'm starting to realize it's because you get to the point where you realize that a $6 bottle of wine can get you fucked up a lot faster than drinking. <laughs> oh yeah. Of beers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, uh, I used to tank through beer. Look, we had a, we had a house. I, I'm going to try to kayfabe some people in this. Cause I don't know if they want that, <laughs> but I lived out in the middle of nowhere with some wrestlers and the amount of, beer cans that took up the porch yeah ridiculous i'm talking like i i drank at least more than 10 times my weight in beer just <laughs> living there it's crazy yeah. then you find out that like one bottle of wine can do the, the same trick yeah and, and a bottle of wine that put me right out bro yeah right off my feet i'm out which, there all sloppy 
which feels like a mean trick from older uh, adults not sharing. It's like they're keeping that yeah. to themselves. They're like, they'll find it out in their time. <laughs> like the smell and the taste of it and all this stuff. But no, it's just the efficiency of getting from A to B when it comes to alcohol. Absolutely. You ain't kidding, and, bro. And speaking from getting A to B, let's uh, let's start at A. Let's start at your, your earliest memory of wrestling and kind of what got you into it. And just if you could walk, walk us through that story. Bravo, uh, segue, by the way. That was good. Yeah, that was that was a beautiful fucking segue. Holy <laughs> I'm a shit. pro. Oh, wait, I'm allowed, am, I, am, am I allowed to cuss on this thing? Yeah, yeah you're yeah. good. Oh, yeah. oh, fuck yes. <laughs> All right, guys, let's loosen up the tie a little bit. Nah. <laughs> um, nah, so my first memory of, of wrestling that I can vividly say is true. Because, you know, you, your mind plays tricks on you as you get a little older. You start yeah. to, things are in the story that weren't actually there. But this one I, I know is true. I went over my cousin's house, uh, which happened to also be my grandmother's house. Uh-huh. And uh, on the television was SmackDown and uh, DX, the DX Army, that is, uh-huh. you know, X Pac, Road Dog, Billy Gunner are, are, are flying down in the ring and they're battling with who would become my favorite wrestler, The Rock. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I was mesmerized after that. Every Everything was wrestling. Every every reaction I had to somebody asking me a question was a promo. Every <laughs> every situation I could think about fighting, I was ducking something and then throwing three. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like everything was wrestling. So my earliest memory is probably going, you know, like I said, going to my grandmother's house, seeing the, the attitude there. I mean, this is 98, 99. These, yeah. these guys getting it going. I mean, exploring new territories, too. Woo. Yeah, you know, new new TV territory, new new uh, uh new limits pushing that 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 envelope. Yeah. I'm a kid and I'm eating all that shit up. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's my that's my first memory. So The Rock's your favorite wrestler. If you could give us a, a Mount Rushmore of of The Rock's movies, <laughs> um, he's my favorite wrestler. He's not my favorite actor. Okay. Um, so. When it comes to his movies, he automatically the Fast and Furious is up there because I'm a Fast and Furious kid. Yeah, uh, you know, I liked I like Central Intelligence. You know, he's a funny big, oh, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, big guy. Um, Jumanji was good. Both of them, they were they were yeah, funny. Funny. Yeah. Um, that was surprising to me how much I enjoyed those. Oh yeah, I walked. I came into that being like, "Oh, I think I know what this is," and they were like, oh, "No, this was good." Yeah, I was. I was pleasantly surprised myself because um, I was like, "Oh boy, Rocky!" Uh, you know, I, like I got <laughs> your back. <laughs> I got your back, Rock. But you know, oh, um, but but yeah, if we're gonna put him out, Rushmore, we're gonna go with we'll go with Ci, uh, the two Jumanjis, and. Uh, we, we can pick any of the Fast and Furious. I mean, and honorable mention to his uh, Hobbs and Shaw movie. That was awesome. Yeah. So cool. uh, a, a little anecdote, um, a personal anecdote here is I remember when I was like 12 years old, um, I was trying to convince my mom that wrestlers could be actors. Um, and And I didn't think through just picking a movie I never saw before. So we watched yeah. Tooth Fairy. <laughs> Which my mom will talk about to this day about like whenever he's in a new movie, she, she's like, "Oh, is the tooth fairy in this?" 
Uh, yeah, that was another tough one. That was one of those like uh, nah. Rocky. <laughs> uh, we had uh, Jesse Alexander Carter on. He's a big rock fan, and uh, he, he's a big fan of the Tooth Fairy. So, uh, some people like it. <laughs> I mean, highest paid actor in the history of Hollywood, right yeah. there. Hell yeah! Shout out to shout out to Jack Jac. Yeah, <laughs> you guys ever speaking of like wrestling actors? Did you guys ever see the Hulk Hogan movie Suburban Commando? Um. I never watched it, but I will say I know Manny Mac, who who I uh, you know obviously do business with often. Yeah, watch has watched it and has definitely tried to get me to go back and watch it. He's a WCW kid, so of course he, <laughs> you know, he, he loves all that bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? All, uh, I mean uh, yes, a proper childhood. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Uh, WCW was cool, but there's a reason why it's no longer here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Is it because of the corporate interference? <laughs> Christian is like Eric Bischoff re, um, <laughs> reincarnated. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, so you're really drawn into the rock. So. You were like, I'm guessing, like larger than life. Like Attitude Era was full of that, with like Stone Cold and The Rock. Is that kind of what drew you in? Yeah, man. I, I like the, uh, I like the, I like the, the. I hate to say it, the unreal, the unrealistic reality of it. Yeah. Um, like nobody's walking into their job beating the shit out of their boss every day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might be. You, you're just not going back to that job. Yeah. Right. The next Monday. <laughs> But these these seem like you know these characters in these scenarios seemed right, like they just seemed right. So I think no matter how outlandish, I mean, Crash Holly was defending the title twenty four hours a day at some point. You yeah. know what I mean? Like no matter how outlandish it is in these scenarios, the WWE is very good, or yeah. the Attitude Era itself at that time was they were very good at creating a uh, creating a world. A, a reality within that 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 kayfabe, you know, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and I, I I was really drawn to that, so I think that 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 era alone kind of influenced everything going forward. Because now we are in an era where, yeah, you know, people take real things and try to spin kayfabe out of them. Yeah. Uh, what um is um like the first story that like culminated in a payoff to a match that like you. you you remember that like the first story you you really connected with um the first story that i really connected with in wrestling would probably have to be um as far as connected connected that didn't probably that that probably didn't come till 03 to where i could like understand you know, you get a little hip to it when you're younger and you're a super fan, so you kind of know yeah. certain things. Um, but then, like, 03, the 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 storyline where it was Team Bischoff versus Team Austin, and, you know, if Austin's team lost, he lost his job. That story, like, kind of, I don't know why. It just, for some reason, yeah. I was hooked. Like, the Austin and Bischoff rivalry had everything. It was personal. It was funny. It was yeah. stupid. It was silly. It was, you know what I mean? It was all of it. And then it culminated to where these two weren't even fighting for their own fate. Uh, and it was pretty cool. You know, Shawn Michaels, you put him in anything, he can add, he can pull emotion. He can pull emotion oh, yeah. out of a fucking wet towel if he wanted to. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> you know, it, it was it was really good. It was really good, especially with uh, you know, evolution uh, messing things up there. It's just beautiful, beautiful story. I mean, it sucks that Steve Austin, you know, his team lost, and I'll yeah. never forget him drinking that beer in the ring and leaving it uh, for some reason. I just that shot is ingrained in my brain forever. Yeah, but that story. Uh, I would say, uh, I think that was Survivor Series 03. I think that's Survivor sounds Series so right. It's around there. Yeah. Yeah, Either I'm, 03 or 04. Yeah, I would say that's the first lasting story that really, like, you know, caught me. Did you did you ever have somebody, like, as a kid that you, like, absolutely hated? Like, they were, like, your least favorite person in the entire world. Like, um, I, I was, uh, so, oddly enough for me, I'm going to say at first. First, as a kid, it was probably I just hated people that everybody else liked. And it was weird because I liked somebody that everybody else liked. So I didn't really I didn't really have that say in wrestling. Mm -hmm. But if there was a wrestler I hated that I didn't I didn't understand why they were given TV time to (laughs) at that time. I'm going to go I'm going to go on a stretch and say. Uh, Ken Shamrock at the time, I just did not like, but I was a kid, I didn't understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like watching it now, you know, I can go back and watch it now and get it, but at the time, I was just like, This guy, what, what the f, you know, <laughs> uh, what, what, what is what is this guy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah little, little, it's sticks. such a different charisma that, like, going back is fun because it's like he was doing it's he was a league of his own. But I, I, I get that. I really, really, like, for, until, really until his later, like, in the last few years when he came back and did some stuff, then I went back and watched. I was just like, oh, my God, he's, like, the pro is pro. But... Yeah. <laughs> Definitely took me a while. And, you know, shout out to Ken Shamrock. I, I, I would take my hat off, but this headset's holding it down. <laughs> uh, shout out to, to Ken Shamrock. That's by no means a dig to Ken Shamrock. He made it to the WWE, and I didn't. So... Yeah. <laughs> Yet, <laughs> yeah, not yet. But just so, just so people know, I reality check myself when I say yeah, things yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll let them know that off the air. You're like, first things first, we got to bury Ken Shamrock. <laughs> <laughs> um, at what point did you like? Did you always know that you wanted to be a wrestler? In the back of my mind, yes. But I, you know, I mind fucked myself out of it a few times, like, um, you know. Obviously, as a kid in Long Island, uh, well, kid in New Jersey, yeah. but then, you know, teenager on Long Island, you know, friend, you, you meet people that have resources and other different things. And, you know, I got into, at that time, backyard wrestling, did that for years. Uh, we actually got YouTube, almost YouTube famous off of that. You know, guys like myself, uh, you know, my, my best friend, Drew. Uh, you know, Fuego del Sol. Uh-huh. You know, he, I'm trying to name people that aren't enough ashamed. Uh, Myron Reed. You know, we're all all yeah. nice, tight knit little group, uh, one way or another. And then, um, you know, guys started getting trained. And then I fig- I figured I was gonna hop on that bandwagon. I figured I was gonna go get trained too. Um, but yeah, I, in my mind, in the back of my head, I was like, yeah, I always want to be a pro wrestler. It just took me a little longer to 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 commit to it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I always knew. What was your background wrestler name and character, 
Or oh, all, all the, I've, I've always been Cam Jackson. I've always been me. Uh, and the reason why is I watched, I watched something on YouTube of Will Smith uh, doing an interview, and he was just like, hey, he's like, Alfonso Ribeiro, who plays Carlton, says, hey, man, choose your name wisely for this show because whatever your name is here, people are going to call you for the rest of your life. So Will Smith chose his name to be Will Smith <laughs> on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and now Carlton, everywhere he goes, hey, it's Carlton. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, So uh, I want to be, you know, I, I'd rather people call me Cam. I've been been i've been called cam all my life i don't want to answer to anything other than cam uh, unknown caller oh. that is me holy cow right. I, <laughs> I was yeah. like all right <laughs> <laughs> somebody's invading the stream um you've always been cam jackson um was was there different like iterations of cam jackson over the years or oh, like yeah getting what was cam jackson's all about Oh yeah, man. All as when I was uh, doing that stuff as a kid, I had this big afro, um, and then you know I, I've always been a talker, though. I've always been an entertainer. Let's let's go with that. Let's go with that. Uh, I wouldn't say talker, but I would say entertainer. I wouldn't say that I'm the best at single any single category, but I think that I'm probably one of the best well-rounded people as far as you know every yeah. boxer check so the iterations of myself all come through that like uh when i first started indie wrestling you know just as myself i was a little bit more uh i was a little bit more what's the term uh careless <laughs> a little bit more reckless uh, not that i was injuring people or anything but you know i was diving every match and you know, doing every move I knew. Um, and then as we got a year or two down the line, you know, after moving down here too, yeah, you know, I was really able to slow that down and focus on being an entertainer. That's where I started doing more skits and promos. Yeah. Like uh, with the other characters that I play as myself and then, you know, as it's grown all the way to now. So the other, I mean, the iterations have always, it's always been the same, but it's been different. There's been little Easter eggs that's changed over time. Awesome. Uh, so you said that you kind of started backyard wrestling and then you were reluctant to start at the, like, the actual training process. At what point did you decide to like make the jump and like get trained? Um, so there was a couple of times where I started training. I started training once in 2015 uh, and I didn't last long at all. I didn't, uh, I didn't even, I actually didn't even show up my first day. I went to watch a, uh, the, this, you know, you always watch one and they, they talk to you, they explain everything what's up and they pretty much say, this is how we're going to fuck you out of your money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whoops. Hey, blame that on Cam Jackson pro wrestling, but I'm not lying. Tell me when I'm lying. Yeah. Hey, this is, you know, this is how we're going to fuck you out of your money. But, if you're okay with being fucked out of your money and you stick with it long enough, you'll make all that money back and more. And that's true. That's, that's, that's pro wrestling. Yeah. Um, if you want to pay for a training program. And I went there and I, I was like, you know what, man, I'm trying to settle down. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm about to, you know, I'm feeling this girl right now at the time. I'm, you know, I ain't really got the best job can't really pay for this i was trying to find every excuse not to do it and then that mental process won uh yeah. and that was that and then a year later 
a guy named Jordan Oliver, who if you guys don't know, then you're not watching wrestling. <laughs> um, he hit me up because he at the time was still a backyard wrestler. Um, and he invited me to come to his show and work a small program with him. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why I, I always credit, I credit a little bit of my training, not, not necessarily always publicly, but you know, I always say guys like Jordan Oliver helped train me and guys like a guy named Yankee up there to help train me as well, because they did that. They only did that because they knew I was BSing. You know what I mean? They knew I was dragging my feet. They knew I was dragging ass. Yeah. Um, so after I did that little thing with him, they had a, an actual ring. It was small as fuck, but they had an actual ring. And I got the feel of the ring, and then I was hooked. I, I was hooked. The first thing after that, I was like, yep, all right, first things first. I'm, I'm doing it. So ECPW, East Coast Professional Wrestling in New Jersey, is, uh-huh. is where, where I went. Now, I got lucky. I got very, very lucky. Remember how I talk about getting fucked out of my money? I did not get fucked out of a dime. I actually didn't have to pay a dime um, because my good buddies, people like Yankee and people like Jordan, uh, put me on in the scenario as a referee. And, you know, just because I did that, I was able to get trained for free as long as I showed up to the uh, showed up you know, to the trainings. And I, I'm very, very thankful for that. But that's how I kind of broke into and got trained uh, as a professional wrestler would would you say with with you were doing it for free so i'm guessing there was there a day like where they tried to make you quit still or was it just like from the very beginning trying to help you out uh no they were they were extremely helpful um everybody there there was a there you know when people ask me who was i trained by a person that i highlight is nunzio aka little guido oh yeah uh, because because he was there um he was he was there helping people out and no he did not train me and teach me every little thing i know but uh i definitely put that highlight on on my resume because he did teach me quite a bit in in a a short amount of time the the month or so that you know we were we were all together and you know i still went through training with the rest of the staff and i'm thankful to all those guys and all that but yeah, there. That's 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 how it was. They never really tried to to run me away. That first experience, I I'm gonna blame on myself. You know, 2015, yeah. I blame that on myself. Just not committing, man. I didn't I didn't take a chance on myself when I was of age and ready and yeah. sound mind to. Uh, and I'm thankful it came back a year later. Awesome. Uh, I was really into Little Guido when I I first started watching like 2005. For some reason, I was like really drawn to that character um i don't <laughs> but uh what what is he like as a person i guess i mean i didn't think i would ever get to talk about Luguido hey podcast um he don't take no shit uh <laughs> he don't take no shit but he's cool as can be uh cool cooler than a fan uh smooth guy pretty much don't bullshit him he won't bullshit you um and he does hit hard if he needs to, yeah. <laughs> but point blank. Uh, but he's a he's a straight shooter. He's a Sicilian shooter, but he's a straight yeah. shooter. Uh, and I, and he and and mind you, one of the best wrestlers purely in the world. He was trained by Billy Robinson. Uh, if anybody knows him, Billy Robinson is the fucking goat when it comes to catches catch can wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so and those was 
by no means, by no means that far behind that man. Uh, yeah. That man can move. I've been tying the knot plenty of times. Uh, and that was like my first three days. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so yeah, like, Nunzio, the man's a, a, a total, uh, he's a gem. That's the word I'm going to use, gem. Awesome. I'm glad he's a good person because a lot of the times you find out that, like, people that you grew up watching are just the biggest pieces of shit ever. I think the misconception on that is that a lot of people approach them, like, yeah. people just want to be approached like human beings. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you if you come to me on the street like a human being, then we're, we're good. I'm going to approach you back like a human being. Yeah. You know, I'm, this is just Cam and, and, and whoever having a conversation. But when you come up to me and you're, you're loud, you're Cam Jackson, blah, 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 you know, like, dude, man, I'm, I'm at fucking Wendy's. Like, <laughs> bro, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not a superstar. But what I'm saying is, like, I've had that happen. Yeah. Uh, and that can be, you know, that can be a little offsetting you know, to, yeah. to the individual. So you just got to approach the person with a little, uh, you know, you don't got to kiss their ass or anything. You just got to approach them with a little bit of, a little bit of cooth. Yeah. Uh, TDT has a fun story about meeting Kid Cash at yeah. a cookout. And that's like kind of how he went back to like actually became a wrestler. It was like meeting Kid Cash, but like just kind of like I wonder if if there's ever going to be a guy's like yeah, I was at Wendy's and I saw Kim Jackson. And- <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm the United States champion of the WWE, and like, yeah, that would be dope. If that ever happened, I want royalties from that motherfucker. I want to come in on his favorite nations. They don't do that anymore. Scott and Kev fucked that up, didn't they? <laughs> oh, um, so you're in New Jersey. You're training. Um, Christian would love to talk about Scott and Kevin if you would like to. He's a WC. Let <laughs> give him the opportunity real quick before I move on. Oh no, no, it's it, it, it's good. Um, I we can save it. We'll save it. We'll hey, save nah, it. Hey, no, hey, I will back. say this: Fred, no matter how much shit I talk on WCW, the NWO and Scott and Kev are forever goaded. So. Yeah, beyond a, a, ahead of the curve was at like ninety six to ninety seven, about two years. Like, very cool stuff. Go Absolutely. on, Daniel. <laughs> Um, so you're, you're kind of doing your training at what point do you kind of like have your first official, like paid match? Um, oh, I don't shit. Maybe not even paid, but like your first official, like you're booked. Yeah. Your first booking. Um, my first official, my first ever official official, you're on the card show up this day Yep. because we have you on a spot. Not, not you're here early, you know, kind of, no, we're. It could be official. Like, what was that like first like experience training? Like your first match. Um, I got thrown in on on a pre-show, and I, we only went like a minute and a half. I was under a hood. Um, it's not really all that to write home about. It was just to fill time because one of the headliners and they were doing like this little ECW banquet reunion thing you know they do that everybody does that like twice a year um and they just needed to stall because one of the guys wasn't in yet so they put a a match ahead of the show and then they just told us to take it home they said just go till we tell you take it home and we went out there the bell rang and next thing you know i'm we're getting told to take it home (laughs) i I gotta like bro 
We, That's we, a wild concept. <laughs> yeah, like we're maybe we're maybe into the headlock. Like we've we've locked up, we've gotten headlock. You know, we we're about to shoot off, and brother held on. Next thing I know, the rest like take it home. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was the snappiest headlock takeover finish I've ever fucking been involved in. And but yeah, that was uh, my first ever experience. Didn't last very very long. Um, you know. Because of that wrestler was a uh, an asshole to me. I don't want to shed. I don't want to. I don't want to give him any recognition. So I won't say his name. Uh, but you know, we fast forward a little bit. I, that that opportunity came and went. Then another opportunity came and went. It's kind of the same deal with the same person. Uh, and then, but on that second one, I got over. Like I got over. I got over big on the on the pre show. And this is like now. This is whoa. This is huge for me. Yeah, uh, you know, headliner in the back. Well, I'm not going to name. Doesn't like that. And I took my ball and went home. Um, I took my ball and went home, and I thought I was done, done, done <laughs> for good. So I was like, "F it, I'm done." I, I went back to working a regular job, which I already I always worked a regular job, but I went to you know I picked up more hours. F this yeah. shit. I uh, started started traveling and, and backyarding again on the weekends, like, um, and then then I moved down here. I moved to Taylorsville, North Carolina, which I don't I don't live in now, but I lived in Taylorsville, North Carolina, and we got an opportunity at uh, ACCW, and from there on, that was when I was like, all right, it was like either let's. I know it's not the most reputable place. I know it's not at the time. I know it's not. Uh, I know it's not. You know, I know we're not in there with these big, professional, huge-looking guys, which all due respect to the roster at the time. But this is an opportunity, and I've got to take it. This is the third time something like this has been presented to me. If I do not take it now, uh, then I've done it all for nothing. Uh, and and I'm I'm thankful I did take that opportunity because ever since that day I've been wrestling almost every weekend ever since, uh, and if not every weekend then every other week and if I miss a week I'll wrestle double the next week just because it's important to me to keep my body conditioned mm. to to wrestle four or five times a week, um, but yeah, uh, so that's that's when it came I I would say up until when I moved down here yeah in 2017. You know, that summer and winter played out. And then my first uh, booking down here was February 2018 uh, in Hidden Night, North Carolina. And, man, we've been gravy ever since. We've been going strong ever since. Awesome. Um, what is the difference that you would say in the wrestling scene between, like, New Jersey and Long Island versus North Carolina? Um, I would say... <sighs> The difference is fans, is atmosphere, right? Wrestling fans are wrestling fans, but you have to approach each area different. They they are very much by the climate of their their area. Yeah, you know, fans down here are a little bit more, a little bit more stern on certain beliefs. Um, so oh, yeah. they like a little bit more of a, uh, a contemporary. Not what's the word? Is, is contemporary the right word? A little bit more of a reserved show, a conservative show. Yeah. Uh, there we go. That. Yeah. And and they like they like a show that that you know doesn't cross too many boundaries. Not a headline. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
up north, there are family-friendly shows like that. But I mean, they. Shh. I've seen, you see little kids outside up north cuss each other out. So I mean, it's a little. It's definitely a lot more laxed. It's a little. Yeah. You know, the atmosphere is like. As long as they can tell you're working hard, it's very much more run and gun, much mm-hmm. more super indie, uh, so to speak. Down here is a little bit more story based. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's a little that's that's the difference up there. The locker rooms, there's not really that much difference in the in the characters in the locker room. You got your, you know, you got your telltale wrestlers, you got your wrestlers that are really good and you know, that are messing with stupid things that aren't going to make it because they're messing with stupid things that they shouldn't be messing with. You know, you got wrestlers who, who, man, if I had three more of that guy, I would sell this place out. You know, you got, yeah. it's just like that everywhere, man. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, the biggest difference in the, uh, in the, the two areas is the mentality essentially. So if I'm up North, and this is my first time there. I can't go in there playing Southern style Cam Jackson. I, I can pander to the crowd, but not first. Here, I can pander to the crowd first. If you saw me at UPW, you guys were both there. Yeah. So, like, I can go through the curtain three times and get that crowd to come up down here. If I do that shit in New Jersey, like, without a name, they might, they're liable to get up and fucking leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, that's like I said, mentality is a big, big, yeah. big, big difference. Awesome. What's What's the first time you tried the like go back forward, go back like, and what went through your head to to be like I'm gonna try this, or was that something that was pitched as something you could do, bro? So when when we all got locked down and shut down in 2020, uh, the only place working was was that place in Lincolnton. Uh, and, you know, it was getting a bad rep because of some of the talent they would let come through there uh, and some of the shows that they would let go on there. So I figured the best way for me to stay active but not be too much onto that bad reputation would be to f- work on my character. You know, I can't work every show there, but, you know, maybe every other week or or – or whatever, I can go on a show there and I can work other things out. So one of the big things uh, I like to do is study wrestling. You know, a lot, you know, a lot of, a lot of the boys get together and they they have a few beers, you know, in states that it's legal, they'll smoke a few pots, quote unquote, and, and you know, and watch wrestling, study wrestling. Um, you know, I'm one of the boys. And we're watching Raw, me and a couple of the guys, and Kurt Angle is coming to the ring. And they're saying you suck. He cuts his music off and he keeps going back and forth. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, I bet I can make a baby face gimmick out of that. And everybody in that room looked at me and said, get the fuck out of here. And sure as shit, almost every show I go on, there's doing there, there's a show named after me called Do It Again. Uh-huh. Uh, it, this next ACCW show, I'm rest, I'm actually wrestling oh, yeah. uh, LeBron Cozone. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, and I, I do that gimmick there, man. I go to the curtain. And go back. And, and, like I'll, I'll always go out now, and I'll cut the music. I'll, I'll go out. I'll cut the music. I'll get a feeler on the crowd. And if I'm babyface, uh, I'll look at the person in the ring, 
And if they don't sell me, I'll just yell, do it again. And the crowd will sell me. If they do yeah. sell me, I'll let, I'll let the crowd, you know, laugh at them. The crowd will play it up and I'll go do it again. Uh, the first time I did it, I was unsure about it, but I was going to do it anyway. You know why? Because I drank way too much beer the night before <laughs> <laughs> to not do this. Like we, I talked too much of a good game and, and it worked like a charm. Uh, there was one night I wrestled K holiday and I did my entrance like seven times. Oh my like, god! Yeah, and the crowd came up for it each time, and George South actually got mad at us. <laughs> but wait, so we come to the back. He's like, "Oh my gosh, Cam, <laughs> Cam, you, you should have just got in and pinned him. <laughs> come on, Cam, you ruined it. It was good, you know. You kept doing your thing, and you didn't have to wrestle no five minutes, Cam. Come on. <laughs> so he he was actually mad that we didn't just ring the bell and roll each other up because the entrances were so good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, my first, uh, I, I love that. I love that. It's a go-to for me, and I'm good at it. Uh, dare I say anybody could do it, but I, I kind of understand now that, you know, no, people kind of do things, and I, I don't know necessarily that anybody can just do it. You yeah. gotta, you definitely gotta feel it out. It's <laughs> definitely gotta have a good, uh, gotta be good at gauging the room. Of course, of course. Uh, has there ever been like, like I'm really into stand-up comedy, and there's this this concept of a of a bomb, where mm-hmm. you just go out there and like, no matter what you do, the crowd is not with it. You ever had that moment with wrestling? Um, yeah, I think everybody has. Uh, you know, any true performer knows what that feels like yeah um it 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 sucks but sometimes the crowd's just not with it whether the scenario no matter the scenario you know there's a lot of times where i hate actually going on after intermission uh because you you know almost half these people have gone home uh or it's going to be a lot harder to get them back into the show or somebody's going to go over time or somebody's going to go tremendously under time and i'm not ready like just you know so yeah i've i've bombed before but at the same time the match wasn't bad the crowd was dead could we have done better yeah and that's what i did i just used it as a learning experience i said man all i could do with this is i could be mad yeah which which is gonna happen but it's kind of what i do with with being mad you know what i mean uh Am I going to, what am I going to do that helps me going forward? Yeah. You know what I mean? What? So like, what, what can I do to, to prevent this from happening again, rather than being caught up on it now? Is, is there a go-to thing when the crowd, like if they aren't reacting super great that you're like, Oh, this will get them. Um, Oh yeah. Simply just talking shit. Uh, talk, talking a little bit of shit. If I'm a good guy, I'll talk shit to the bad guy or the referee. And the reason why I say the referee, people say you shouldn't do that. You're a good guy. You're killing the referee's credibility. Listen, uh, hold on. The referee is a character on this show. All right. And I'm a character on this show. Characters have dialogue with one another. All right. If he, if me talking shit to that referee kills his credibility before he counts that three, then, then by God, then you shouldn't have me at another wrestling show for as long as I live. Cause I'm going to talk shit to every ref I know. <laughs> so, um, no. Nah. So if I'm baby face, I talk shit to the people in the ring. If I'm not, I talk shit to the people outside of the ring. 
Um, and that's that's kind of just how I've gone with that. Um, and it, it typically works because I, I don't know. Like I said, I've been people I've been very always fo- respond to yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I've been very fortunate at being able to gauge a room and, and kind of knowing that okay, this next reaction has to come from it. it, it like yeah. I need this reaction, so I'm gonna do something to get it. Like I I've been very good at making eye contact with people or or just doing something shitty enough or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, just fortunate to to, yeah. to be able to pull on that reaction, but yeah, the go to, uh, you know, I, I don't know, the the, the go to is just talking shit. For sure, Perfect. for sure. When I when I brought up stand up comedy, like I, you kind of lit up a little bit. Um, what are I guess we're doing two Mount Rushmores in one episode, but what's your <laughs> stand up comedy? Now that's that's more difficult than wrestling. I I love comedy so so freaking much, man. Uh, you know, uh, there's there's so many great comedians. I would feel yeah. horrible if I left some out. So without... just name some off the top of your head, no order, that uh, you like, that are go-tos. That I love. Uh, you know, the 85 South Show, uh, which is uh, Carlos Miller, uh, Chico Bean, and DC Young Fly. They, you know, I love them. Uh, love, love, rest, God rest his soul, Bernie Mac. Yeah. Um, Chris Tucker, Chris Rock, um, uh, Theo Vaughn, I really like. I like going back and watching George Carlin. Oh, I yeah. like, I like, I love Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Richard Pryor, man. I love uh, Bruce Bruce, J. Anthony Brown, Ricky Smiley. I can get, man, look, yeah. <laughs> I love comedy because comedy to me, is is how I found my wrestling character. Like it's my life experiences, but it's uh-huh. comedy. It's me making fun of my life experiences. That's why the character works because I've been through it all stuff. So I can laugh yeah. at it. I can show you how to laugh at it. Who would you, you know? say the the wrestler and then but also the comedian that like influenced who you are as a wrestler today the most? Um I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna say that'll probably be. Oh, that one's tough. That one's tough. So the wrestler, I mean the, the comedian that in, that uh, influenced the type of wrestler I am would probably 2022 to 2023. Cam Jackson is definitely a lot of uh, definitely a lot of Bernie Mac. A lot of a lot, a lot of soul men, Bernie Mac, Samuel L. Jackson, kind of because Samuel L. Jackson is my favorite actor, so you know that works out. But prior to that, I'd I'd say a lot of a lot of maybe Chris Tucker, uh, not necessarily with the high pitched voice, but a lot of the the scenario wise uh-huh. comedy, uh, you know, and Dave Dave Chappelle's, you know, it kind of influences all the skits I do in a sense. Yeah. Just I got that idea from watching Chappelle's show. Yeah, I think without Chappelle's show, like, like, there's a ton of stuff, but like, like being the elite, for instance, probably wouldn't be here. And like, a lot of the, like, well, we just recently started doing something, definitely wouldn't be here without the Chappelle show. Like, um, so yeah, very influential. Um, yeah, and what about a, a wrestler? Um, wrestler that would you know you could you can cut that Booker T. 
Steve Austin or The Rock. Either one of those three can fit at any time. You could just interchange all three of them, and you got that's just me in everyday life. Just uh, I don't know necessarily by who they are, but the way they conduct themselves. They walk to the beat of their own drum. I walk to the beat of my own drum. When I do something, I don't think about what would have some what would somebody else have done. I just do. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I say that the Cam Jackson character is very unorthodox because you don't know what I'm gonna do. I mean, hell, I, I I got in the ring this past Saturday with 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 three young Firestar kids, which you know, hats off to them. Uh, and, and congratulations to Christian Price on his graduation recently. Yeah. I, I know I know other events transpired, but you know, I, I really do. <laughs> I really am happy for his graduation, but I mean, I got in there with them, and I'm next thing you know, I'm doing up and over reverse DDTs and shit, and and, and hip tosses, and and so I'm man, I was like, holy cow, you're right, this this is unorthodox. The most you know? height I've ever seen on a hip toss. Yeah, Maurice Moss, boy, <laughs> boy. Um, but you know, so so yeah, I walked to be my own drum. I, I kind of. You know, and all those guys kind of do the thing. I, I can honestly say it don't look like Booker T is working off of yeah. what would somebody else have done or Rock or, or Austin, you know. So very, very much kind of in tune with the first thing that comes to instinct. Nice. I have a, a question. So if, you, if you're not friends with Cam Jackson on Facebook, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. But I don't know how long it's been going on, but at least for a couple of weeks. Uh, just random Facebook updates of random wrestling moves. <laughs> oh boy! Um, <laughs> up with that. <laughs> Unpack that for us. <laughs> oh boy! I, damn, I did say you know nothing's off limits, yeah. didn't I? Um, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to give it away. But if I, you would yeah, like will, it to be a mystery, yeah, you can let it be a mystery. Um, no, it's not Should a mystery. We stop recording. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could tell you after. I'll tell you. I'll tell you after we go off here. Look, I will say this: if you're entertained, uh, it's an experiment. All right, I will say that. That's the honesty of it. It is an experiment that I'm conducting. Uh, you know, I every so often, every couple of days or so, I will post a wrestling move or a maneuver that we all like. I'll I'll either call it the 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 gimmick name for it or the bare base name of what the actual move is. Uh-huh. And I will see what people say. Um, I mean, hell, I put hip toss out a week ago and geez, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I, when I, when I put, when I put shoulder tackle down, I was like reading comments. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I actually almost called a match based off of my comments. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's an experiment. Um, and I guess I'm looking to see, I'm looking to see what intrigues wrestlers more. You know, what I mean, I post, I post flyers and promos every day. I post moves, you know, and, and people take notice. You know what I mean? It's weird, isn't that crazy? It's like uh, it's nuts. So it's an experiment, and by no means is there a, a, a good or bad answer. Or a wrong or right answer. It's just you know, it, it's popping the hell out of me though. Especially since like I've got my next four five moves planned out. Like I'm getting stupid <laughs> with this shit. <laughs> like it's just crazy. Scheduling posts. Yeah, I like yeah. the idea that there's like a like a, a whiteboard somewhere, and you just got like 
just stuff written on there and just like some are scribbled oh. out and no it, it, it's the tangible like list to jericho thing of the like yeah. thousand one moose <laughs> Yeah. Somebody, uh, I think it was James Johnson, my uh, my beloved buddy James Johnson said, "Hey, I want to comment armbar under every single one of those." <laughs> he would, uh, and I'm like, you know what? That's not a bad idea, um, but I'm glad he doesn't do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I you know I think that wrestling moves are cool. I believe it or not, I'm an entertainer, and it's very rare that you hear an entertainer say. They think that certain moves are cool. I've always had a big respect for the guys that do these insane variations of uh, maneuvers because I typically don't. I, since I am an entertainer, I keep it pretty simple. The The biggest things you'll see me do is start swinging my hands and bam and bam. But I tell you what, I'll make sure it's the most exciting few <laughs> few minutes of the show. Uh, I'll try. I'll do, I'll do my best. Um, but, yeah, so I've been, I've been adding to my move repertoire lately. Yeah. And I've been, you know, studying all these moves. So I figured I'd conduct this experiment as I go forward with it. But yeah, um, and there's more, many, many more moves to come. We're 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 not even, we're not even like a, a, we're not even a sixteenth of the way through my list of moves. Awesome. Uh, so we've we've got a way to go. Check out uh, Kev Jackson on Facebook for uh, random moves. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to talk about uh, Cam Jackson's beer fest, which is just happening. But before we talk about that, uh, is are we going to see the transition of you from beer to wine? Is it going to be uh, <laughs> <laughs> wine first? Oh shit, Cam Jackson's wine and cheese party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get that poster started for yeah. you. Hey, you know that's not a bad idea. Actually, that's that's not a bad idea one bit. Bring your we, own. Everybody brings a bottle of wine. The whole crowd's wasted by intermission. Hey, oh my, look, look, they will stay through intermission because yeah. <laughs> they can. <laughs> hey, so look, quick shameless plug here. If you go to extremetvonline.com, you can find the first ever Cam Jackson's block party, and it's still available on there for free. Um, wow. So, the crazy thing is that was a closed set taping. Uh, uh, we had, I mean, it was. It was closed set, so there was no fans. My mother came down. My auntie came down here. They, they cooked a bunch of food. Uh, we did it here at the XWW studio, and we had a blast. We had tons of beer, uh, tons of uh, libation. Tons of, man, we had a fun time. Uh, so I like doing shows where, where it's not necessarily a show. By no means do I want to put on an outlaw, uh, an outlaw event or anything like that. But I like having reputable talent on shows where it looks like it's a day off like it's a scenario but they 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 came to a block party and then a wrestling show broke out you know what i mean that's kind of what you know you came to a beer fest party and a wrestling show broke out yeah that's cool um what are some ideas for matches that you've had but never have gotten anybody to kind of agree to do them you strike me as somebody that has a lot of ideas that maybe um i oh man this is why I like closed set tapings because I I really do want to do. You have you ever heard of the King of the Mountain match? The the team. Yeah made? the yeah yeah. Uh, the... I I essentially want to do that, but with hanging a star on a Christmas tree. Okay. Uh, I think that <laughs> okay. would be a hell not a hell. I mean, it would be hilarious, but it would also be hellacious. Uh, because 
you know, you put five guys, five wrestlers in there, and they each have their own star. You make a pit if they make a pinfall, they they unlock their star. Yeah. The first person to hang their star on the tree wins the match. Oh my uh, god. Yeah, you imagine I, I want a big ass tree. You know what I mean? You need a yeah. big ass ladder to go through this thing. I mean, somebody's getting fucked up with this thing, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll and don't I don't see wrong. a situation where that tree doesn't fall with someone like clinging. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh well, the, that one tree will be immovable, but there will be other smaller trees to be used as, you know, weaponry. But you'll need a ladder to get up to that yeah. other tree. Uh you need a ladder to put the star on top of that tree. And I think, you know, putting four or five people in that scenario on a Christmas dedicated program. Like if I last year I was going to do a show called Cam Jackson's non-denominational holiday party. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that was going to be the main event. It was going to be myself, True Hood, TJ Boss and K.O. Mari. Okay. And... (laughs) Yeah, I had it all written out, and then I canceled the show. I was like, no, we're not going to do that show, guys. Uh, that was last Christmas. I said, yeah, no, we can't do it. And they, everybody's like, why? And it was because my, my mother wasn't going to make it down here. And if it's going to be closed set, then I want my mom here. I want I want to eat what we eat. I want to drink beer yeah. when I want to drink beer, you know. Yeah, I, I don't. Sure. I've had a regular show. You can't just stop and crack a beer. But at one of these shows where it's closed set and there's not really a promoter because I am the boss and it's a day yeah. off. And it's really a taping. Yeah, we crack beer. <laughs> we we crack beer, or or we or we pop wine, or whatever whatever people call it. Yeah, I uh, it's so this episode is gonna come out Friday, which I believe is the seventeenth. So oh, yeah. Christmas is the twenty fifth of December, which means we still have plenty of time mm-hmm. to plan this year as Cam Jackson's non denominational holiday party. <laughs> we have the time. We so, have the time. Shows have been promoted with less time. I'm just saying. Yeah. We do have the time. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see okay. what Kayfabe, uh, we'll see what Top Rope Studios has to say. They they help me out. Uh, Top Rope Studios and XWW are my they're my partners with stuff like that. You know, uh, you know, I Cam Jackson don't pay these people. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, they do. Well, I, I do pay these people. The money comes from my hand, but not my pocket. Uh, so. But yeah, if I can get them to agree, we might we might just have to we, we might even if it's just the one match and it's a cinematic deal. Let my mind's going right now because I yeah. do have access to all those resources, and I do think people would watch that. And I, I think it would be worth it. I think it would be worth it. Keep us in the loop. Keep us in the yeah. loop. We'll work For something sure. out. Yeah, <laughs> we'll come and film it on our phones. Honestly, <laughs> oh, hell, it, you know, we got the newest iPhone. I've got a lot of memory. Like. <laughs> Hey, sometimes that's all you need. What's the most out there wrestling story that you've had to tell people outside of wrestling that like was just a little like they were like, what? Um, so one time, oh, I've got a few, uh, but so one time we were in South Carolina after a show, uh, and we went to this certain promoter's house and he had fucking uh, like a whole hibachi thing set up in his backyard like he had hibachi yeah. chefs uh, what? yeah so you know a couple of the workers are you know everybody's partying and i don't know if anybody at home listening to this or watching this has you know heard any wrestling stories of when a bunch of wrestlers have an open bar 
or, or, or anything like this. Like, it's not going to go well. Uh, somebody may, you know, people might not die and fights might not even break out. But something bad is going to happen all the time. And if, so we're there, um, myself and one of my tag team partners, you know, we're, we're indulging and in, in all the activities and no hard drugs or anything like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, guys, uh, most of your wrestling buddies, most of your wrestler friends do not do hard drugs. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that, that's a good thing going for us. <laughs> <laughs> so we're there. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm drinking a beer and, you know, I see certain wrestlers. I'm trying to keep people's names out of this because I don't know. Uh, but, you know, there's two wrestlers I know very, very well, very well known to Carolina. You know, they, I've got a picture of them in my phone holding each other you know, uh, satirically in front of a Christmas tree because this was a holiday party last year or, or not last year, but a couple of years ago. Yeah. So whatever time's going on. I see Kevin Thorne. I'm like, Hey, Kevin Thorne. Everybody knows Kevin oh Thorne. God. Yeah. The, the wrestling vampire. Yeah. Uh, hey, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I got to go catch a flight. It's like 11 at night, brother. Yeah. <laughs> he leaves. <He's>, uh, <laughs> the second he leaves, shit hits the fan. A wrestler then dropped his phone in the pool. He's fucking deep diving. Now, mind you, it's December. He's <laughs> he's diving in the fucking pool looking for his phone. Uh, I'm drinking Jameson out of the bottle. Somebody handed me a bottle of Jameson. I'm sitting there watching this go down. Two of the hibachi guys got into a fight with each other. <laughs> <laughs> and I go outside. They're chasing each other up and down the fucking street. I'm like, yo. <laughs> nobody, absolutely nobody is going to believe this uh, when I tell them. Uh, and that's just that's one story. Another story just happened recently. So I, I you know, I help run the training school here at XWW. And whew, so sometimes I use coarse language because I'm, uh, you know, like I said, my influences. I, all those guys are pretty, yeah. you know, you definitely don't want a family friendly program with just those guys. Yeah. Uh, so I'm using a word, uh, a word that a lot of people would interpret as my friend, uh, you know, but this doesn't say this word doesn't sound like friend. It sounds a lot like 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 trigger. Uh, <laughs> so I have I have a, an ESL training <laughs> and I have another trainer here. Uh, who is who is ripping into the guys, and he's using that word, but he's not using it derogatory. You know, he's not using it in a derogatory sense. He's using it. Come on, my 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 boy. You know, come on, my feet. You gotta get this right, my feet. So, my ESL trainee, he comes up to me and he, Cam, Cam, what is this move? This move you talk about, and he keeps saying the word. <laughs> what, what is this that he starts showing me? His is it this? He throws a kick up. Is it that? He said, what? I fell out on the floor. I <laughs> fell out. I started dying laughing because I was like, bro, this that only happens in movies. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, there's <laughs> no way. <laughs> I was laughing so goddamn hard, man. I was like, this man really thinks it's a move. <laughs> and then, so wait, t I explained to him, like, oh, no, that's like, you know, whatever. Blah, blah. And he's like, huh? And he's like, whatever. And then later on, you know, we we say the word again. He's like, ah, 
I get it. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. But yeah, that's that's probably out there. That a lot of people don't believe that one, but I've got tons of witnesses because we yeah. all had we had to stop training. We had to stop. We were like, oh, oh like, like it was, we can't come back from this. When you <laughs> when you stopped the first story and you were like, I've got another one. I was like, unlikely. I was like, oh, there's yeah. no way that that story is on par. But not only is that on par, but I think that that's better. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, ten times better. Yeah, uh, kind of going to the same vein. This is a question we we started asking every time because it gets some really interesting answers. What's the weirdest DM that you've ever gotten? Um, you know, I don't I don't read my message requests, and now's a good time. Let's see. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, why not? That's you know. I'm, all right. So we've got one. I'm gonna, I don't well I don't want to I don't know if people will sue if I say their name but I'm gonna say her name. She go oh oh I don't know I kind of <laughs> feel like a dick if I read that. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely weird. Um, all right, all right. Uh, here we go, Cameron. Can I submit you? Uh, that's one that came from a guy named Bo. <laughs> Thanks, Bo. Uh, this is from a lady named Brenda. What size are you in trunks? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I didn't start reading this more often. Uh, this is, from, this is one from a fan of the show. I was at the match last Saturday and I caught your wristband in the crowd. Would you like me to send it back? Oh. That's, That's kind. Yeah. yeah, he sent that back in 2018. Uh, <laughs> Actually, um... Hey, yeah. hey, hey let, me, let me look at... Hey, pal, you can go ahead and keep that. You can go ahead and keep that. Um, And there's one guy here that's just said my name like eight times. Cameron, 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 Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> uh... And then uh, the rest of that other one's a group chat. I don't even know, man. Some people, I, I, I'm i very, very, you know, it's very hard to, to get a, a hold of me, believe it or not. A lot of people say, like, get, getting in touch with you guys. Like, I actually follow you guys' product, at least over Instagram when I can. Yeah. So, you know, I see you guys' names pop up. I try to message back. But I, I really... I understand that wrestling, you got to be in tune with your social media. I understand it 110%, but I'm an asshole. <laughs> so that's why I, I try to, like, I do fun things like name wrestling moves. I do other things like, like this. I love this. But like some of these people, if I message them back, they're going to get the worst response. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's going to, it's going to definitely ruin a lot of things. Like I, like I said, I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a real you know, I, I love comedy. So things yeah. that make me laugh is the just the gall to say shit. Yeah. Uh, and some of these people are some. I mean, they look like they need some shit said to them. Yeah. Uh, last night, I'm I'm very much the same way. We went out to a Texas Roadhouse to his <laughs> birthday. There are these group of what I could only say is like we have to assume we're like. These preppy high schoolers, white bitches, <laughs> and they yeah, were that being one. 
so fucking shitty to the the waiter. Like everything was wrong. Like they like stopped and do all this stuff. And like I've worked in restaurants, I have zero tolerance for that. So turns out it was somebody's birthday. So they came over and they were singing the birthday song. And I saw that I was in the frame for the camera. So I just started going there. And for those watching, I'll tell you afterwards. I was just like like dancing back and forth with my middle fingers up. Whoa. And to me, that was like hilarious. I was like, here's karma. I'm gonna ruin their video. And so we try they try to leave and then they confront me. Oh yeah, they, they walk right up to the table. And they what? they said, uh, what what is wrong with you? She's 13, it's her birthday, and you ruined her birthday video. And I was just like, sorry. <laughs> and she looked at him and said, Is yeah. that all you have to say? And what? he's like yeah. and he's like, Yeah. Yeah. She stared us down. She stared yeah. us down, looked at Daniel and said, and, and this I don't think is an insult at all. She says, Have the night you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is great. That's yeah, great. I'm of sound mind where I, I luckily I, th- I think when with it, it comes with comedy and especially people like know your personality, you can be mean without people realizing it. Absolutely. And it's the best thing ever. You could tell people exactly what you think of them, and they'll be like, oh, Daniel. I'm like, no, I, I fucking hate you. <laughs> you're my least favorite person in the world. They're like, oh, you're so funny. I was like, I hope you die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That, that I'm glad I'm not the only one. There's some people. Um, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm just, like I said, I'm an asshole. I, I can't help it. I there's yeah. some people that, that come up to me, and when they walk off, the first thing I do, I'm like, I'm like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's such wanna... a real thing. Like, there's, I had one dude uh, at a show. You know, I was looking at, I was looking after a buddy's merch table for a second, and he comes up to me. He goes, "Oh my God, Cam, you, you know, where's your shirts and blah 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 blah." And I said, "Oh, you know, everything's kind of out of stock right now, and we're not." And this, yeah, but blah, 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 you didn't have any at the last show. Yeah, but blah, blah, this, you know, it's out of stock. Yeah, but when are you go- just stop asking me some fucking questions and get the fuck out of my face? <laughs> you either gonna buy this man's shirt or not, you fucking fuck. Like, Jesus, let me give me some goddamn space. So you know, I, I, I'm leaning in, I'm telling this guy, I'm like, hey, man, you gotta cut me a fucking break here, man. I know I don't have this shit, but you're blowing me up in front of the rest of these fucking wrestlers here. They're gonna laugh at me when we get in the goddamn back. And you know what? If I get in the back and they laugh at me when I come to the curtain, I'm, I'm laughing at you. you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Absolutely. I told that man straight, for- and I did. I came through the curtain and I went straight after that motherfucker. Oh, like, hey! I'm like, hey, pal, you want those t-shirts now? I want you to pay for them. Yeah, I want you to pay for them. How about you pre-order them, you fucking dunce? <laughs> Get me all fucking embarrassed. Yeah. And the one thing I was, I, I usually don't have shame. I usually don't get embarrassed, but I'm getting a little older now. And I don't like when other people yell out when fans yell out in front of other fans, God and wrestlers alike. And, and say, hey, Cam Jackson, you're out of fucking T-shirts. Yeah, th- big fucking deal. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> like, shit. Oh, I'm sorry to that fan that's, in, in, that's... in that fan in what's the name, South Carolina, wherever the fuck that place is. And yeah. don't get me wrong. I love, I love my fans. I love the fans that support everything. But guys, you got to understand, I'm human. I'm human. And, and with that comes... 
when I tell you one thing one time, that typically means I wanted you to hear it the first time. Yeah. <laughs> the answer's not changing. Right. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, but what about, man? I had to, like, I leaned over the table. And I was just like, hey, man. Like, Yo, man, can you shut the fuck up? I'm like, <laughs> and then I tell you to get the fuck on, get your shit and go. You gonna buy a fucking shirt or not? God damn. <laughs> I mean, looking all fucking, look at little, it's like a little girl over there looking up with, and, you know, it, it's like her eyes are like full of water because she sees number one, Cam Jackson, cussing out some innocent guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's definitely gonna want this wristband now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's that's every question we've asked. You've had more than I could have ever imagined for an answer. This is fantastic. Been, this I has love been this. So man. much fun. I love this. I don't get to do a lot of these, man. I'm I'm you know since I do work so closely with XWW, a lot of people are afraid to to to, to reach out. I'm just glad to be huh. considered for huh. something like this. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anytime you want to come on, you're more than welcome to. Uh, but but something we do care about is. Could could you name like five wrestlers who you think deserve more of a platform? Think are maybe a little underrated that more people should know, or just guys you think are killing it? Um. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm always uh, first and foremost. I think one of the best, absolute, uh, professionally minded wrestlers, professional wrestlers, technical wrestlers. Uh, and even characters, and I'd like to think I had a little something to do with with helping him find that character a little bit. But this has nothing to do with me, absolutely. This is this person. Uh, this person is gonna be a, a fucking uh, a fucking real deal someday. That's Jordan Holt. Uh, yeah. That man, that motherfucker can go. Uh, <laughs> I know you guys usually clip this part for Instagram. Try to bleep motherfucker. I feel like Sam Jackson. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm always going to shed light again. I think Drew Hood, you know, it's my best friend. That man is killing it. That man, there's no quitting that man's He's blood. so good. He's so good. Uh, and, and only getting better. Only getting better. Um, you said this. Let's go three. Uh, another person from our three brothers faction back in the day, Tommy Django, Chief Django. He's one half of the Heart Killers. Uh, you know, he's teamed with myself and Drew. He's still wrestling here. I think he doesn't get enough recognition. He's a real short guy, and he's out there getting it. He holds his own every time he gets in the ring. I love that. I love that for him. Um, another wrestler that catches my eye, believe it or not, uh, is Reno Royce. Oh, yeah. Uh, Reno Royce. I like I love the dedication to the character. I, I really don't think there's a big separation between his real life uh, and, and, and his character. And, and I can I can relate to that. You know what I mean? I love that. Uh, and another shout out I'll give is, is one of my trainees, K. Omari. Uh, one of the most, I mean, in the ring can do almost everything, almost anything. Um, and he's starting to become more in tune with that character. I just released a promo the other day with him and I on the phone, uh, a little FaceTime thing. He was in the tub with a bonnet. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I saw that. that was amazing. <laughs> you know, he, he's starting to become more in tune with himself and his character. And I, I, I'm just proud of him. Uh, and I think, I, like I said, I think so. Jordan Holt, True Hood, 
uh, Kale Mari, uh, Chief Django, and let's say one more, right? Um, you know what, hell, I'm Buggy Wright. And that, that kid, another one of my trainees, that kid's been working hard and, and making towns. And if I can give an honorable mention to Christopher Prince, uh, oh, yeah, all those guys, man, what a crew, all yeah. those guys. And Brino Royce as well. I don't. I don't want to leave out Brino. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Those guys. Those guys are freaking. They they deserve more. Uh, Drew is starting to really, you know, step up and, and and really take the scene by charge. I mean, he he has been for years, but now he's really starting to to etch his his mark. Uh, and I, I love it for him. I really do. I'm 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 definitely one of his biggest supporters. Uh, and I, I'm always the first to tell him when I think he's, you know, when I, when I think, when I think that was some dumb shit. Now, don't get me wrong. We, we still, we still go back. We still go back like Cadillac seats. <laughs> is that is that about him not seasoning his food? Oh, so I started that, believe it or not. <laughs> and I feel so bad, but I get so much joy every time I go on <laughs> Facebook and and other people talk about him not seasoning his food. I was like, oh my god, guys. Oh, like, it's not... like my favorite ongoing bit on this podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, Drew has. I uh, will say that here's an update for anybody that needed to know. Drew has seasoning, whether he uses it or not. You know, it's up to him. Uh, I, I almost wanted to slap the shit out of him for some noodles he gave me one time, uh, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't slap him at all because, uh, you know. I didn't think he would know that black people season everything. So, yeah. you know, there, there, there it is. I have to say, he went a couple years though eating food bland as shit. <laughs> he, 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 I'd be like, man, I don't know. Look, my, at the block party when my mom made the chicken, <laughs> she goes up to Drew and she goes, "You see this?" <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I love it, man, I love it. But yeah. Um, yeah, Drew, that that man, he, he's talented, skilled. He's he's manifesting everything he he's he's talking about, uh, and I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm a, I'm a big fan, and I I'm I am I, I am a, a supporter of the hood hype train for sure. Oh yeah, the hood hype train indeed. Uh, well, this has been awesome. We're definitely going to have you back on just to talk about WCW. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we but, we can do a watch along. It'll be yeah. fun. Hell yeah! <laughs> but thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Uh, this has been really awesome. Hell yeah, man! Thank you guys. Thank you.